Welcome back to Seth's Business Bookshelf and this week's episode about the book The Six Types of Working Genius by Patrick Lencioni. Keep listening to find out whether you are a genius or just frustrated. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and doing the reading so you don't have to. This week it is the brand new book, very recently released book by Patrick Lencioni. I don't know what number book this is actually, but he has got a stack of books out. I've covered a couple of them before, so you can go back and listen to those. I'll pop a link to those in the show notes, including Five Dysfunctions of a Team, which is probably one of the books I use or the kind of models and things I refer to the most in the client work I do working with teams. But this is, yeah, this is the latest one. A little bit different, similar kind of format. I'll talk to you a little bit about that in a moment. First of all, I've just got back from Korea, South Korea, just to be very clear <laughs> where I've just been and had a nice time. There was, it was great. I bought lots of stationery. If you follow me on Instagram, if you're also a stationery fiend, head over to Instagram. I've been sharing a little bit more about the stationery I got, uh, got hold of while I was there. And I've also been sharing what I read in October and some of the top reads and the scores of the books I read in October. I read four books in October, which took me to 45 books, which was my goal for the year. So that's it. I'm done. End of end of podcast. No, this. Uh, don't worry. I will continue to read some more books through to the 31st of December. It's nice that I've reached my target now. So there we go. And we are also what's it, six episodes away from episode 200, which is exciting. Uh, I'm wondering whether I push that one into next year, though. So we'll see. We'll see how I go, because I've also... Uh, for the first time in nearly four years of doing this podcast, got to the point where my books have caught up with my episodes, which is a bit of a dangerous place to be because it means every week I need to read the book that I'm going to talk about uh, on the episode. But I'm going to go back through and see if there's any that I missed yeah, and make sure I can uh, have talk, told you about all of the books. So there we go. That's how I'm going with my reading at the moment. So let's talk about this book, which is a book that I did read very recently, just a week or two ago. If you've been listening to this for a while, you know, you'll know that, yes, I quite like Patrick Lencioni's work in terms of his models and his thinking and all those types of things. However, he is probably culprit number one on the business fables. And I hate a business fable. And he does them, I guess, particularly well, but that means particularly badly for me because I hate them so much. So in this book, I've learned from previous mistakes I'm going to admit I went straight to the back of the book and just read the model part and didn't read the fable at all. In fact, I, well, that's not, that's a lie. I read the first page and I thought, no, I cannot do this. I cannot, cannot do it. Even page one was too much for me. So if you're into that kind of stuff, great, good for you. We probably can't be friends, but uh, you can enjoy the fable part of the book. Uh, and then if you are not into that kind of thing, you can get the book and just read the last kind of you know, 30 pages or whatever it was. And that was absolutely more than enough to get the ideas. All right, let me tell you about the book, about the author, and then the three big ideas. The usual, the usual. Patrick Lencioni is one of the founders of The Table Group and is a pioneer of the organisational health movement. He's the author of 13 books, which have sold over 6 million copies and been translated into more than 30 languages. As president of The Table Group, Pat spends his time speaking and writing about leadership, teamwork and organisational health and consulting with executives and their teams. Prior to founding the firm in 1997, Pat worked at Bain & Company, Oracle Corp and Sybase. He lives in the Bay Area with his wife and four boys. 
the so that's a bit about Pat. Let's talk about the book. Pat's new book, The Six Types of Working Genius, is on track to be his biggest and most impactful book yet. In classic Lencioni fashion, Pat brings his model to life in a page-turning, oh, I don't know, <laughs> faithful, page-turning, yeah, page-turning, but all the way past it. <laughs> that's obviously not in the blurb. That is as relatable as it is compelling, again. Uh, he tells the story of Bull Brooks, an entrepreneur, husband and father who sets out to solve his own frustration at work and stumbles into a new way of thinking that revolutionizes the way he sees work, his team and even his marriage. Bull's story is indicative of every man and woman who is striving to avoid burnout and find fulfillment, dignity and success in their work. Can you tell I, can, I like, cannot read this with a straight face because it just upsets me so much. Uh, beyond the personal discovery and instant relief that Working Genius provides, the model also gives teams a remarkably simple and practical framework for tapping into one another's natural gifts, which increases productivity and reduces unnecessary judgment. Whether you're a team leader or an entrepreneur, a frontline employee or executive, or a school teacher or a stay-at-home parent, this book will f- help you find more joy, fulfillment and success in your work and your life. There's actually a quote, this is all taken from workinggenius.com, there's a sort of separate site je- dedicated to this book and has lots of resources and things like that on, worth going and have a look at. And there's a quote on there from Patrick Lencioni that says, already we've seen this tool used in just about every industry imaginable, from zookeepers to tech professionals, and it's leading to more success, fulfillment and joy. Who's running workshops with zookeepers and where can I where can I get that gig? Because that sounds great. I'd love to go work, to work with some zookeepers. That'd be cool. If you know a zookeeper who needs a workshop, is working on their learning and development plans, give me a shout. All right. I'm a bit giddy on a, on a Monday morning recording this. Uh, let's get into the three big ideas. Now, first of all, for the three big ideas, I mentioned earlier, big fan of particularly Pat's book, The Five Dysfunctions of the Team. I use that one a lot and refer it to it a lot and recommend it a lot. Obviously the model, not the fable. A lot of the blurbs about it and a lot of the stuff I've read uh, on the Pat's website and on the Table Group website, a lot of it is saying, you know, this could rival the five dysfunctions as being the most kind of profound or most useful. I don't know. I was was not completely, like, it's useful and we'll talk about why in a moment. It's useful. There's definitely some good stuff in there. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be a slow burn on this one, but I'll be interested to see how people start using it or if it starts to get used kind of quite widely in organizations as much as the five dysfunctions has. All right, let's get into it though. Three big ideas from the book, the six types of working genius. Big idea number one is the six types. So the six types of working genius is obviously the the crux of the model, it's the main part. And those are the genius of wonder, the genius of invention, the genius of discernment, the genius of galvanizing, the genius of enablement, and a genius, the genius of tenacity. And you need to picture these as six cogs. So it is depicted in the book as six cogs. So one helps the other to move and be more effective and provides the required momentum to keep things turning. So each of those feeds into the other. So a little bit about each of these. The genius of wonder. So this is the the ideas. So it probably doesn't. Uh, this one's probably the most obvious. The ability to ponder and speculate and question what's happening, what question the state of things, and ask the questions that provoke answers and action. The second genius or the genius of invention is kind of taking that wonder and turning that into new ideas and solutions. It's kind of that innovation and invention lens on us. With that, so then the next one is the genius of discernment. So this is actually working out. Do those ideas and solutions make sense? And so it's using your instinct and intuition and your uncanny judgment, apparently, too. That then helps the genius of galvanizing, which is about bringing people together. So rallying, motivating, provoking people to take action around this one of the ideas or initiatives that you have come up with. The fifth type of working genius is the genius of enablement. So once you've got those ideas, you've 
brought people in, on board with them. You can then provide them with the support and assistance in order to bring those to life, which is the enablement genius. And then finally is genius number six, which is the genius of tenacity, which is that satisfaction of pushing things across the finish line to completion. So this is where you get your people who are just really nice at putting that bow on, getting things finished and, and getting them to uh, to this le- that level of completion. Those people are not me, <laughs> but uh, I know lots of them. I, I value those people very, very much. So the six types of working genius, wonder, invention, discernment, galvanizing, enablement, and tenacity. And as you could see, each of those feeds the other and each of those helps the other to happen and to work. But each of those things don't need to sit in one person. We'll talk a bit, a little bit more about that in big idea number two, which is coming up. So that's big idea number one, the six types. Big idea number two is know your category. So within those six types of working genius, you've then got your three categories. So category one is your working genius. So these are the two areas that are considered your true genius, the activities that give you joy, energy, and passion, the ones that really light you up and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go and do that thing. Probably the ones that you would do even if you didn't have to, you're just drawn to them. So that's your working genius. The second category is your working competency. So you had your working genius. This is your working competency. So this is the two of those six areas of genius that you can do. You can do, you probably, they don't light you up. You're not, you're not miserable by doing them, but you know, you're, they're not probably going to be the ones that you choose. You're just kind of competent in them. I think of this one as the things you are good at, but if you'd be pretty happy to not do them again, but they don't make you completely miserable. This area is the kind of danger area because it's the ones that if you do for too long, will burn you out because they're not the ones that give you joy. And if you are lacking the right people in your team or your organization that don't have the genius, probably those tasks are going to fall to you if you have that working competency, but you're not going to be very happy about doing them for a long period of time, especially if they take you away from working in your area of working genius. So that's your second category, working competency. The third one is your working frustration. Probably most obvious. So this is the two types of the work that drain your joy and energy and they are working frustrations. Again, you could probably do them if you really had to, but not very often and certainly not for long periods of time. So as I mentioned, each of those, you have two... So as I mentioned, each of those working geniuses, so the six working geniuses in the first big idea, you have two of each. So two of them will be your working genius, two will be your working competency, and two will be your working frustration. The research they did is found that the thousands of the people that they had, that they tested this particular model with, that's just how it worked. They're generally, more often than not, people had two, two, and two. This is also another element to this too, between your disruptive geniuses and your responsive geniuses. Responsive geniuses tend to work well when there's an external stimulus. So you need something from outside in order to push against and in order to bring those to life. And then your disruptive geniuses, which are the ones that you can't help yourself but to get involved with and do or either initiate something, change something, take some action, even if no one else is asking you to do that. So it's slightly more proactive. So it's a little bit similar to probably intrinsic and extrinsic motivation with that. So disruptive geniuses are invention, galvanizing and tenacity. And the responsive geniuses are wonder, discernment and enablement. Now, unlike the different categories of the working genius, working competency and working frustration, the book notes that some people will have two responsive geniuses, some may have two disruptive geniuses, and some may have one of each. So there's no particular rule there, depending on which of your geniuses are, whether they are both disruptive or you lean towards the disruptive ones, the responsive ones, or you just split across both. So that's big idea number two, know your category. Big idea number three is get together. 
All of this is most useful when applied to a team. And this is where you need to work out your preferences or your areas of genius and cross-reference to where you work well together. Maybe you have a glut of skills or a gap of skills. And can, this is the bit thing that is going to lead to those aha moments as a team. And Patrick notes that teams or organizations that create opportunities for people to work in their areas of genius are more productive and more successful. This is where I think it would be really useful. And how the thing I have in my head is always, oh, you know, there's yet another personality test and those types of things that uh, that happen in organizations and those kind of you know corporate horoscopes and stuff like that. This one I think is maybe a little bit more practical than some of the others because it's really around your working preferences. It's not getting into your personality types and stuff like that. So it's probably less likely she says to be weaponized or misused in a way that maybe some of the other ones can be like MBTI and 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 those types of psychometrics and stuff that that are very popular in organizations still and I think for a lot of teams looking at this who would could map and there's some examples in the book of a couple of teams who mapped for each of those six working geniuses who has it as a genius and who has it as a frustration and then realizing oh right look all of us have galvanizing and enablement as our genius, but no one is actually, no one has wonder or invention as a genius. And actually some of us have it as a frustration. So there's no new ideas coming down the pipe in order for us to then really be useful to galvanize people around and enable people to, to bring those to life because there's nothing to bring to life or there's, there's this very slow way of bringing that to life, particularly if people are being forced to do it, but it is a competence or a frustration for them which means that maybe you need to adjust people's roles, might mean you need to adjust your team setup, or when you're hiring, starting to think about, oh, right, okay, which bits do we need to fill a little bit more? And I think in that way, when you sort of think about it as, as a flow from wonder through to tenacity, it is quite useful to think about, oh, okay, where do we get stuck as a team? Do we have loads of ideas, but we can't put anything to action? We never get anything across the line. We never finish anything, in which case maybe you're high genius at the kind of front of that, that flow, or those first cogs in in the in the little machine but not towards the end and what do you need to do in order to to fix that so I think this would be quite a simple model compared to some others there is a a questionnaire that goes with it or an assessment that you can do that goes with this which you could easily do as a team and then have some good conversations off of the back of so it's big idea number three get together so again, three big ideas from the book, The Six Types of Working Genius by Patrick Lencioni. Big idea number one, the six types big idea number two know your category and big idea number three get together Overall, it's a pretty easy read, like I said, especially if you only read the last kind of 30 or so pages for the actual model. That's all I'd, and I don't feel like I have lost out from not reading the fable because I got all the good good juice at the end with the actual model and was able to then tell you about it. So there we go. Worth reading, especially if you're working in a team and really noticing that some of these cogs might not be moving as fast as the others or need a bit of oiling. This might be a really nice way of actually just reading, even just reading this as a team, super short, super easy to do, to do that and having a conversation about where your genius might lie. Obviously, you could then go on to do the actual assessment as well to have a good conversation about your genius, your competence and your frustration areas and what that actually looks like as a team. So we go, another book done, episode 194. If you've read this book, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me on Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf or on LinkedIn. You can find me Steph Clark. Steph has a PH and Clark has an E on the end. Drop me a note, let me know what you've been reading. If you have read this book, if you enjoyed it or just some other bookish thoughts, always happy to chat books. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading. <laughs>